0: Striking while the iron's hot to be your authoritative voice for New Mexico soccer. Welcome to We Are Seek and Strike Podcast. Sponsored by Roughneck Scarves and Icarus FC. Brought to you by Beautiful Game Network. Find us on the web at right, Alright, we're back uh, this week. Uh, Welcome back to We Are Seek and Strike Podcast. This is season two episode eight uh with me as usual is my co-host alicia alicia how you doing tonight
1: i'm hanging in there chris what about you
0: hey i'm doing good and, and tonight we're lucky to have a guest with us we've got jeremy haramio here jeremy how you doing i'm doing great i'm excited to join up with y'all right on man yeah you're uh you're you're here with us this week during uh what is this, like week
2: two of a uh, stay at home order? Oh, God. You know, I, I work at a hospital and so I feel like it's been longer. Um, so I don't know. I, I I go to work every day. But um, I know for a lot of the listeners sitting at home, they need to, you know, have that contact. And I'm happy that you guys have, you know, provided this for them. Right on, Alicia. I know that you've been working some later nights.
0: Uh, how's things going for you?
1: Um, it's just been here and there. I've been going to work every day as well, except Saturdays and Sundays. But it's, it's been a weird one with the kids being out of school. And it's just it's weird seeing them every day there since six in the morning.
0: Yeah, it's definitely gotta be like an altered reality for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, So I thought we'd like kind of introduce Jeremy a little bit to the listeners. Uh, Some of you listening may know who this is this guy is but uh, we wanted to go ahead and just kind of uh, just kind of introduce him so Jeremy uh, tell us kind of
2: about like when you started getting into New Mexico United. Uh, New Mexico United really through um, you know I, uh, 505 Reds because I, well, I went to high school with uh, Larry um, and then when Graham started the 505 Reds I met Ron and learned about the soul. And then, you know, started hearing about United coming up, you know, just them saying that they're thinking about doing this and making certain moves and just getting more and more excited about it and, you know, getting to the press conferences and, and everything that was going on in the beginning is just, you know, just to think back to that time uh, brings a big smile to my face because we It was something that I always wanted in this community ever since I was a young one playing soccer and coming up. And I used to dream about people watching games together, et cetera. And now, you know, we all have it every weekend. Well, not right now, but uh, most weekends. And so that, that's really what it, how it came to be. Um, you know, tailgating, season, season ticket holder here, of course, and Curse member all that business, uh, try to try to learn all about everyone that is part of this group. And when you, so you mentioned like you came
0: around like in the beginning, what were some of the other names that were out there during that time? I do remember there was like NMFC, but there are a few other ones that were out there too, right?
2: Uh, there were, and God, I, uh, to be honest, I'm not sure I'm remembering them. Um, you know, so Ron would say some things here and there that, we're kind of under wraps, and sometimes I uh, I didn't get the full the full scope. So I don't I remember that one. Just re- basically when um, you know the the team was kind of coming up, we didn't really know if it was going to be a New Mexico team or an Albuquerque team, and, and there was some back and forth about that. You mentioned the FC that was part of it there, and um, I I really just. Learned about it through um, Ron, and I, I was rem- reminiscing about when he brought the New Mexico United name into to the five hundred five Reds of, of us that were gathered that day at um, Star Brothers. And at first, it was kind of weird for us, but then it totally made sense because you know some of the rural areas of New Mexico, and and you know the metropolitans too. But just all of us coming together and bringing people in. To the lab, uh, to the games, to the players, uh, to the tailgating uh, fun. It, it's, it's all about bringing us to one big state, one big movement. Right
0: on. Now, do you have any favorite players on the team from the 2019 roster
2: or maybe even this year? Oh, God. You know, like, it, so it's really weird when you, I, I think all of us, when we start watching teams, we get really excited about, um, you know, the scorers or the, the people that make some big plays, you know. Um, but for me, I, I feel like last year particularly, I really grew to appreciate Suggs a lot. Um, I, I think that – and I think that really this year too in, in a different slot is going to make a really big difference, a slightly different slot at least uh, – we we need that link play, and I think our midfield is going to be much more bolstered. So excited about that, and the, the formation is going to allow for you know continuous linked leaking <laughs> uh links going forward, which I'm excited to see that kind of play. So, right on. Well, I, I thought we would uh, have a
0: special episode. Uh, We're ultimately talking about what we just learned about last week, which was. Uh, the home kit reveal but i thought we would kind of work our way up to it so yeah. so let's play kind of a memory game let's go back to the 2019 home kit this was called the the jersey of eternal return um this is an open question but uh, what do you guys remember about that
2: uh, video Go for it, Alicia. Do you have anything?
1: Oh, I'm trying to remember. I think it was Yearwood jumping into the washing machine. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I remember. Yep.
2: Okay. Uh, for me, you know, I think something special about that video that, you know, I'd been to the opening of Meow Wolf. I was invited by one of the, um, the bands that played in the opening of Meow Wolf. And so I was lucky to get there the first night. But... Um, I thought wow you know this is this perfect melding of this introducing this team to a lot of the the state and and the country and it was also introducing Meow wolf to the country in a lot of ways and I liked how it really took advantage of the space and it and it kind of brought out the the kit little by little I liked that about it uh, There's very something very fantastical about, about that video that popped and the music was otherworldly and and well-timed with the, you know, the, the players were dribbling around Meow Wolf um, and I, I just thought it was this perfect melding of music and uh, video edits and players and expressions and I, and I think they generally acted pretty well in it too. So I, I was pretty appreciative of it. I, I shared it with a lot of people, uh, people that used to live here, you know, and, and I was just proud, you know, this is, this is New Mexico folks. This is what we got going up in here. And it's different than, than y'all remember it when you left. So I was excited. Yeah. I remember like the thing that
0: I remember when I watched it just recently that I thought about was when you had a uh, Rashid and Justin, like coming out of the fridge and they yeah. just, like, they just pop out. The fridge is, like, all, like, smoking a little bit, like, all the yeah. all the, the frost or whatever. And then,
1: like got, the freezer.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then you got, like, Sam Hamilton, and he's sitting there eating this box of New Mexico's. Yeah. And, and he just, like, kind of freezes, and he, like, looks straight ahead like like something had just zapped him. You know, you're sitting there doing, like, header pops, just, like, popping the ball on his head the whole time. And they're like, you got to come check this out. And it was just like, I just remember thinking like, okay, dude, like I had not been to Meow Wolf at this time. So I had no idea really like like about Meow Wolf other than like there's dudes coming out of the fridge. And I, I kind of, you know, you kind of hear these things about mm-hmm. the venue because everyone's like, oh, you can go through things. And, uh, <laughs> and so I just thought, dude, that's way sick. It definitely made the venue venue more appealing for me. But I just remember – um, that was one of the sequences, and again, like Alicia mentioned, like with uh, Yearwood, he like still kind of did the headers up until he fell into the dryer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then, and then it was just like, okay, so then, so then the next sequence is that they're like in the or Yearwood's in the middle of like the forest, right? This is the I think they call it. Uh, bear with me. They call it the. Jeez. Uh, where is that the it's it's like the uh, viridian heights is what they call it and it's like this like forest sanctuary so like if you remember going to be wolf it's that mm-hmm. section where there's like all these rugs or blankets and they're all like kind of strewn over each other near the trees and you can like practically
2: sit or lay down like mm-hmm. up in there and it's like super comfy looking yeah it's like it's like the blanket rocks the the pillow rocks kind of situation yeah Right, and so then Yearwood just kind of pops up and there's a ball that's, like, under his foot, like,
0: magically. And Mm -hmm. then, like, and then you just see, like, the United crest and the colors just kind of hit him. And, like, boom, he's official. And I just thought, this is something else,
2: you know? Yeah, I think that this, that video was kind of this cool contrast of some players that were kind of marveling at the space. Um where you know, like come in the refrigerator, come in the refrigerator, check this out, check this out, I think they said. And then and then you had some of the other players who were just kind of like owning the space, right? Dribbling through it, or just kind of like eating the cereal right at the table, the, the two players at the table, and they're just kinda like, This is this is normal for us. And I liked that that change, you know, because um, it, it was kind of like there's some of us that had been there, some of us that hadn't been there, some of us are just comfortable with New Mexico, some of us that were new and super excited about it and same with the team too. So it had like an entry point for every kind of uh every kind of person coming to the team or to the to the venue.
0: Yeah, because dude was straight Dude was straight up eat Nelson's house,
2: you
0: know? Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's
2: and, and, and if you know him, yeah, well, it's like this family that disappears, right? And you gotta find out what happened to them. And so there's like Ghostly right. or paranormal stuff going on, and they're just—I'm going to eat these New Mexico's. You know, I got this,
0: <laughs> right?
2: This is one box. It's one box that's
0: just there. It's just crazy. Um, so I thought I would throw a little trivia into this because I figure we'll have listeners. So, you know, for the listeners, can you tell us how many successful headers were done in that video? Um, and you can combine both. Uh, you can combine the players that are doing the, the headers, if you will. So, you know. Oh, you counted, man. Yeah. You got so, that I, time going. <laughs> oh yeah. So, so, <laughs> I did. So, so the time that you're here, this this recording, um, by the time we post, if you've uh, if you've watched the video enough time to go back and tell us how many successful headers were in the 2019 uh, home video, post it, and uh, you might be the lucky winner of something awesome. Like a box
2: of New Mexico's. <laughs> oh, yeah, if only we might have to make those ourselves. We <laughs> you know, we we should get the um two blondes and a Tifo to make a box of New Mexico's. That would be really that'd be a deep cut. Only the okay. fans would know. Let's let's call them up. I like it. I like it. We'll definitely put them to the task after this one.
0: So then let's move into the 2019 Awake It. Okay. This was the this is the white it. the white crane shares. Um, they're out there in the foothills somewhere in Albuquerque, is my guess. Um, do you remember this video?
1: Mm, I kind of remember. It's just it wasn't really a video that kind of grasped my attention. I just remember two players from there. I think it was Akamatsu and Santi. And I, I, like, just remember them. I think they were either juggling and dribbling, but that's all I remember.
0: Yeah, and then Ryan Williams was in that video, too.
1: hmm
0: So do you remember, like, when that video cuts off? Like, there's all this, like, light work going on in the video, like, flickering light. And then uh, then all of a sudden, there's, like, this vicious Zia that just comes out of the hill. And you hear this, yeah. twink, like, this, like, yeah.
2: sound. Yeah, like... Uh- like you mean like Blade the the character or like Blade just like, like a like Wolverine's blades. Wolverine blades, I got you. That actually <laughs> makes sense. That that was my that's that was my favorite part of that video was was the Zia symbol coming up and and seeing more and more just that or showing more and more to to the watchers that you know the Zia is going to be a big part of uh, the team but also the kits. Uh, the the designs, et cetera. And, uh, and obviously we've seen it through through the last couple of years um, throughout. So I, I like the lightning with the foothills. I think that was I and mean, that's what we know, right? If we have like a summer a late summer storm and we've got that lightning crackling, especially I think it's a, a shout out to the people in more rural New Mexico. you know you get on the other side of those East mountains and it's a whole new level of lightning out there. So um, I, I like that a lot. I, I I do think it was obviously less fantastical, less like there's less to look at. Um, but sometimes you can go for that impact, for that like one moment in in the video. And I don't know. I I think the the big the big reveal was probably the home kit last year, right? I think right. I think there's there's a lot more to the home kit. And we know how far the home kit went, and like that, um, that contest where we all voted for um, for it uh, all the way up almost until the, until the winning um, bid. But I think the home kit definitely made a bigger splash. The home kit video made a bigger splash. But I like the way that second video, of the away kit, was done. That, that video was impactful.
0: Yeah, like you did hit the, the nail on the head. Like it was a little less drawing of you in. But like I, the first couple of times I watched it, I don't think I really turned up the sound. But when I just recently turned it up, like I said, I heard that blade sound. And then, of course, mm-hmm. there was more of that kind of trance-ish music that kind of goes with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and then, of course, it's like, it's like the, the turning of the video where then that's where all of a sudden the players start doing footy tricks mm-hmm. and you know, you have Santi who's got the ball at one point in the video. It's Ryan and Akamatsu. They got balls, you know, in they're in their hands. and You know, Santi's not hiding one behind him. So it was kind of an interesting perspective that he would have it at first and then they would each have one. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought that 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 was kind of an interesting touch as maybe something minor, that you wouldn't necessarily think about. Do you know what I mean? But it was like a good balance, you know, as far as the actual video was concerned.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of got that concept of like, you know, maybe if you're in a club or something and you've got a strobe light going, but really they're trying to, again, talk about that lightning and it can be so dark out there again, like past the East Mountains and and then you hit this lightning and you can see everything and then it's gone again and then you see everything and it's like, you know, just like when you're operating in a strobe, you've got um, vision and then no vision and things can move and it's kind of exciting. It's a bit of a thrill there. And and, and that's how that kit kind of came to be.
0: Right. So the, the last thing I wanted to touch on that kit, and I think you guys would probably weigh in a little bit is that that was the first time we noticed that the kit was white with these yellow stripes down the middle. And then the shorts were yellow with like white stripes. So it was like, kind of like, a kit that really didn't match. It wasn't fluid or it was exactly like an inverse of each other. And I, I just wondered like, kind of like when that had come came out, like what was your thought about that kit based on that combination?
1: <laughs> um, I, I liked the combination. The shorts didn't really bother me. I didn't notice the stripes until someone told me about it because to me, it they just looked like solid yellow shorts with the white number. And the focus was just mainly on the kit itself with the blue crane shirts just popping out and the whole white. But it was a pretty away, an away kit. But, you know, as of like right now, if you're trying to collect jerseys since we just started last year, it's something to have in your collection because you never they're probably not going to be made again.
2: Yeah, I think, um, like if I, I, how should I put this? The Meow Wolf, I'm actually wearing it now for those that can't see, but, uh, the Meow Wolf colors on the front of the, the home kit for last year, I mean, they just pop, right? Crane chairs is, I, I think, I think it's a really good logo actually. Whoever designed their logo, good job. It's, it's exactly what the kind of company they have, what, the, what they need. I think it looks good on a white kit. Uh, I do think that the short shirt combination is just, I mean, it's not in style exactly right now. If you take a look at all the kits for through all the brands through lots of, you know, the squads, the sides from, um, you know, whether you're in Europe or um, in Latin America, et cetera, you've got a lot of shirts and shorts that kind of meld together. You've got like a, a band of color that kind of, um, fades up and down in different color directions, you know, that you've got that going a lot. So, um, you know, the split isn't as popular so much now. Um, I, I didn't mind it, but I mean, I, I can tell you that it's not going to be something I'm going to remember. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, and I, I don't think we're in a place in New Mexico where people are buying the shorts either. So um, I, I think and I, I would I would actually like to you know phone a friend over there I'll, I'll, I'll call Quinn or something at the store and say how many how many shorts are you guys selling um, so I, I, I think I think for supporters I think it's about you know how does the how does the um, the jersey look with you know some jeans and stuff and and I'll say that the away kit looks good with jeans um, you know it, it's a good kit to wear on town Um but no, I don't think I'm going to remember that as, as one of the things. Um, like the, the Meow Wolf release jersey throughout in, in what, three fourths of the, of the year last year is going to be something that people really remember a lot. So, Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I remember when they both came out. I mean, I pretty much ran to the store to get them both. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it was, there's something about the fitting too, because I mean, I wear a 3X in, this, in those kits, but when I wore the 2X. Excuse me. It was like it was like there was a lot of room up front, but it was just really tight on the arms. So then I was like, Well, I don't really want to have like this kind of cuffing feeling. So then I yeah. went to the three X. And the three X wasn't like moderately just a little bit bigger. It was like a huge jump. Like it was almost like they had two sizes in mm. between just kind of like and I've noticed that for the most part when buying a lot of like sports memorabilia when it comes to like apparel is that they just I, I feel like they kind of guessed at what the ideal 3x is it's either a 3x that fits like a little bit of a deluxe 2x or it's like monstrously big and they just kind of gotcha. you know that's just it's just something that I really haven't seen a lot of and usually when you're when you're a guy of my size you kind of just want to buy into a brand because of the way it fits like when I bought the cosmic Meow Wolf jersey from Meow Wolf night, it didn't fit the same way and it wasn't Adidas. It was a different brand, but Mm -hmm. it didn't really fit the same way. I think it it sometimes would ride on the side. So it's not really my favorite one to maybe wear just because it sometimes just feels like, you know, it feels like that, like uncomfortable shirt. that just, you know, kind of rests a little bit low in the back of your
2: neck or something along those lines, you know? I gotcha. Yeah, Yeah. I think the, um, the collars matter to me the most. You know, I don't want it. I don't want it too high in the back of my neck. I don't want it cutting into my neck. on like in the side. I mean, it's not like it's sharp per se, but hey, I'm going to wear this thing a lot. I might not wash it for good luck. And I need it to be comfortable, you know? Right. <laughs> so uh, I'm a pretty superstitious person about lots of i'll do things a lot
1: (laughs) i'm the Uh, same way how you are with your jersey um i'm usually like a medium in women's and i actually size down to an extra large in kids because sometimes i don't like the length of the jersey because sometimes i feel like it looks weird especially with these new away kids. it felt like the Zia stripes on how long it was, it like they kind of scrunched up and they didn't really stand out like they do on a kids jersey.
0: Right. So you so you're speaking of the new 2020 away kit, which we're going to get into now. Yes. Uh, the the thing that I thought was interesting about it, as we're about to break into it, is that I do remember fans. Wishing that those Zia stripes were on the original set of jerseys because those stripes were actually on T-shirts that the team released shortly after, and it was kind of like a missed opportunity, so to say. But getting into this 2020 away kit, you know, obviously they announced it uh, what about a month ago, and um, and this one was the video that we that they had really teased, they'd really built up. Uh, the awake hit, my I guess is that, you know, through so many grumblings through the year about the white crane shares and just, mm-hmm. I think that they maybe didn't get all of the sales they maybe wanted out of that. I mean, obviously they saw themselves doing a hundred white Meow Wolf jerseys that you brought up. So they really made it a big deal to push this away kit Now, going into last season, maybe about halfway through, we started to really ask the question of what could a alternate Jersey look like. And we even saw the nation submit submissions. Uh, Rafael Arias submitted a turquoise Jersey with like Zia stripes coming off the shoulder. Uh-huh. Um, which, and then there were so many other versions of that kind of coming out. And so that kind of led us, into this year. And I mean, I, I personally said that I felt like the top was going to be like a lemon custard because I felt like they needed to match a little bit. And, and, uh, and so then we get to, uh, the black and yellow bash, which is at the electric playhouse. We're all there, yeah, um, you know, and basically, you know, it was, it was the perfect setting this year. I thought, uh, as far as to outdo yourself the previous year, I think they were at, um, this marketing firms building kind of near the, uh, L Ray. And so they're at the uh, Letcher playhouse. We go in, obviously we're anticipating this. We've seen shots of the white sands. We've seen players blacked out. We've seen blue cleats and we had all these speculations kind of riding into what we thought the kit was going to look like. What were some of your earlier thoughts about what the away kit was going to look like based on some of the teasers?
1: Um, looking at the white sands picture with Amanda Moreno having like those uh, turquoisey cleats, um, I felt like you know it's for a picture. Everything kind of needs to coordinate and look good. So I thought it was gonna be kind of like a turquoisey white, like a gradient. Be just how based on how the background of the picture was, that's how I thought it was going to be.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I thought it was gonna be. Uh, I know that a lot, a lot of people last year, I heard this a lot from like kind of casual fans and, and you know, really hardcore fans that they wanted a yellow kit, though, um, an all yellow kit. Um, and so I think that's kind of what they delivered on. You know, there's been a lot of speculation as, as to how long Puma had to, to design these before they had to be out and ready and now how, how weird right now we're not even playing really. I could have more time, I guess, except for that week. Right. Um, but right. I, so the black and yellow bash, you know, kind of go back to what you said. Uh, I, I think, I don't know if the electric playhouse was either. You mentioned the place at the L Ray. I think that was the electric playhouse too. I mean, it was similar stuff. Maybe not, maybe not the same thing, but you know, they you, you remember they had the um, projector screens and everything on the wall. Um, not to the level of where Electric Playhouse is now. And then I think the, the Awake It video at Electric Playhouse at the Black and Yellow Bash was pretty amazing. Um, and, you know, to see it up on all the walls, not just on some video screens, but you're like in the freaking video, right? And and then there's Lucas doing a great MC on, and on the stage. Um, I really felt like, you know, I, I liked the presentation so much that the kit like just hit me pretty impactfully. But, you know, in retrospect, I, I feel like the yellow is a little pale for my taste. Uh, I would, I would like it to be a little, um, a little punchier in a way um, because I feel like, I feel like the yellow kit fades a little bit into itself, so to speak. And maybe it's cause I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so light skinned. Um uh, maybe I yeah, maybe I don't know if that's gonna look as good on me.
0: <laughs>
2: but, uh, well, in the video it shines like
0: when when Suggs pops up on the field and he's like trapping the ball, it yeah, looks no,
2: like right, it you're right. Lopsy. Yeah. It it does punch more in the video. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then and then when you see it in person, you're like, Okay,
0: this kind of looks a little mute, like it doesn't you know, like, it, it seems like it changes its sort of, you know, its sort of identity or its its look. Yeah. Um, so so then kicking, I mean, we we have obviously talked about this video, but it's cool to have someone new here, like, to talk about it, to, like, get your, your effects. You mentioned, like, the video was all over the walls. It definitely, they definitely took some time to shoot it. It had, like, a cinematic feel. You know, it's like you could almost feel, like, the the sand from the white sands, like, you know, Mm -hmm. on you, you know, the wind kind of blowing against you. Like, you know, it was, it was a fairly longer video for their presentation. And I mean, I didn't really want it to end. It was Mm -hmm. so nice to just see like things come together so quickly and to see like, Oh my gosh,
2: it's all yellow. And then (laughs) bam, all of a sudden the new guys are on the screen. Yeah, it was kind of like I agree with you. I wanted to see more. It was like I wanted to pay five dollars extra for the bonus features, you know, buy right, a yeah, or see. something. <laughs> maybe they have maybe they have some cutting room floor edits that we could get a get a little bit of sneak peek at. What do you, What do you? Okay, so that's an interesting thing. What do you think a a burner reel looks like?
0: What do you What do you think the blooper, <laughs> What do you think the blooper outtakes are?
2: Oh God, I mean, you know, so I, I think the blooper outtakes are just the players got it's got to be the players cracking up because, you know, they're always having to keep that really serious face. And I remember like long, long ago and, you know, just, just in high school when I played, we were always very concerned that like you do not smile in a picture, you know? Right. <laughs> and so, you know, you just got to have that tough go to war kind of face. And so it's gotta be them just trying to do that over and over again. Those just, you know, takes of them, just, I can't do it, I can't do it, and having fun with each other, hopefully, because, you know, we want them to be getting getting along well with each other and such. So I would assume it's that, and then I would assume, you know, like, God, we'd, I'd love to see, like, this, the humor style of each player, you know, Cause well, because they're always so play. nice and stuff, but to get, like, how they crack jokes and, you yeah. know, which one, which one is the dry sense of humor, which one yeah. is... A silly one, and which one is the one rolling their eyes at the rest? I think it's Bruce rolling his eyes at himself a little bit because he's a funny guy. Um, But yeah, I think I think it would be full of that stuff. It that would actually be fun. I never thought about that till just this moment. But yeah, I think we. I'm gonna put a special shout out here and mention like the
0: Josh Lane. Like we know you got some more some more footy somewhere rolling around. We like we want to see it.
2: Yeah, Um, I feel feel like, like give him an extra drink at a tailgate and and make him promise to bring it up. <laughs> right? Seriously. Because, I mean, we've seen some stuff
0: recently from Kalen Ryden that tells us that he is definitely a jokester. I could imagine when he's, like, dipping down and he's, like, in the frame and he's, like, a movement of new beginnings. And then he, like, runs up this hill. And I'm like, he probably, like, runs up and, like, falls back. Or something <laughs> happens. I mean, it's, it's the sand. And you're running in cleats and you're running straight up. Oh, it's got to be brutal. Oh my gosh. It's probably like the workout
2: all by itself.
1: I oh, wonder yeah. if you know, someone fell. Sand hills is,
2: yeah. Oh, I'm sure Sandhills. Sandhills are great to train on, but they are exhausting. And then you got Amondo Moreno and he's like doing this sick little,
0: like, I mean, I don't even know how you would describe it. Like, you know, where he's like kind of kicking the ball up. It's like, obviously very fancy. Um, But you you get, like, to see, like, a little bit of their personality and maybe, like, trick selection. Um, You know what I mean? So, obviously, someone who's fancy with footwork. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, Amando said that when he – because he posted that picture, that little clip, and he was like, fun fact, I actually got this on my first try.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See, that's that's sick by itself. And so – so, I mean, that kind of brings us to where we're at now, which is uh, the Homerville, okay? So I, I I kind of broke this down a little bit for us to have a little fun with, obviously, uh, for the listeners who hopefully you were just as observant as we were. If you weren't, then you could go back and look at these things. But uh, so it was like, obviously, like, 530 somewhere, right? And, <laughs> <laughs> and so then all of a sudden we see, and I remember it because Alicia brought this up to me, I wasn't even looking at it yet. And she's like, did you see it? And I'm like, what? She's like, oh, they've like, they just revealed, or they just, they just put a video up for like the, the home kit. And I'm like, okay, quick, let me go look. And then this little thing comes up and it's like this, what looks like a Microsoft Paint or DOS version of a game comes up. It's like called, uh, big devs adventure but but before i played it i like screenshotted the screen to see like what the icons were and i thought the first thing that was legit and i thought it was great finally to see it was like the little trash bin that was like the phoenix rising loco Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs)
0: and i I just thought like dude finally like
2: are we we're just calling a spade a spade like right like you know you gotta you gotta take those digs anywhere you can and you know it's it's those really kind of special touches that make us feel endeared to something like that and and you know the people that did notice that and i'll have to be honest i I didn't notice it right away myself someone told me about it too so thanks for the alishas in the world um (laughs) but I, (laughs) i think it was tina it was tina who noticed it that that told me um but anyway, yeah, like those are the things. Those are the things that I like to remember, you know, uh, in the future. Right. Our club. Our club took a shot at like yeah. another club. I
0: mean, it made it very <laughs> clear that between El Paso and Phoenix, that it was obviously Phoenix.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: That's another tifo right there. Phoenix is trash. <laughs> <laughs> right on a on a backdrop of a screen. So okay, right.
0: so then this this video, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so then, this video game, this video game is called uh, Big Dev's Adventure. And so, you know, I just kind of want to open this up with just like a general question and say, uh, how do you feel about the club continuing to use um, hometown hero Devin Sandoval for all of their newer
2: campaign pushes? Oh, that's oh, that's a tough question, there, Chris.
1: Yeah. Um. Um, I, I love Dev, and we I can say that we all genuinely love him as a player and as a person, but I feel like now it's time to kind of shine the light on other New Mexicans like Justin Schmidt or Josh Suggs. Uh, I mean, come on, Josh Suggs is a captain, and he's not really getting that much of a recognition as he should.
2: Yeah, I think that, you know, dev is just a recognizable guy dev is not even like he's not like an attention getter per se he's not he's not going to be someone out there big mouth like me um stealing the limelight he's just noticeable and so from you know i've done some pr before in my life and uh yeah i I guess he's going to be the one you're going to remember and and you know, for a casual fan, like who do you remember? You remember the guy with um, the dreads? You remember the guy with the big red hair in the '90s playing for the national team? Who um, will go unnamed for his commentation on TV? But um, <laughs> but um, but I think that's probably why that happens. I, I, I agree with you, Alicia. Like I, I would like to spread it around a little bit more. I think that's good for marketing for the team to get a little bit more name recognition out there. Uh, but as like a person, I mean, God, Dev is just, God, he's so nice. I, um, I actually talked to him for the first time. The first time I ever met him was the press conference where the unity scarf came out uh, that was at the top of marble. Right. And and we just were walking around the party, and we, and we ended up talking to each other. And uh, I was asking him about something, and I was just in a conversation with him. And I just – I interrupted him because I realized that when he was playing for Real Salt Lake, he would scored a winning goal against my Portland Timbers. And I said, wait a minute, you scored a winning goal on this whatever game. And and he, you know, I was I was thinking, oh man, I just insulted him. I'm sorry now. And then he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, I did. And just really big, sweet smile, you know. So he's he's like this level of humble and and he's such a hard worker. And he does represent so much of what we are in this state, but I do want it to kind of spread around a little bit more.
0: Yeah, so just to kind of piggyback off of your experience. Once he was announced, you know, and obviously, you know, that was like a really big hype for us here. You know, I went online because I remember like seeing that he had played for Real Salt Lake. And, you know, during that time, I was like a really big, like, tops baseball card collector.
1: Oh, wow. All right.
0: And so I had typed in just out of a whim because I started seeing soccer cards popping up on tops too. And so I typed in like Devin Sandoval. And so then I see. What is like this poster, and it's like there's two posters. There was one that was like you can get one of ninety nine and it's numbered, and then you can get one of one, and it's like, and it's like the only one. And it was like basically like the one of one was like a hundred bucks, and then the uh, the one of ninety nine was like twenty dollars. Uh. So I was so I was like, well, I really had my eye on the one of one, but I was like, well, I don't know, maybe. You know, Maybe I don't need to have that one. Maybe I could get lucky. Maybe I could get a high number. And it really was based on what I could get. And Mm -hmm. so I bought the one of 99. And I hadn't looked at it the whole time. I had this thing sealed. And then the black and yellow bash came up last year. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this and get it signed. Mm -hmm. And so the first time I had ever saw a poster was as he was signing it at the black and yellow bash. And mind you, it was dark then, too. So he signs it. And he's like... Should I put the nine or the 49? And he goes, well, I'll put the 49. So he puts the 49. Well, then I look at it and I'm like, damn, it's number two of 99. And I'm like super stoked Oh damn, that I have like a high number of a poster. And I had not seen it up until that moment. And I was so stoked. And so that that to me was a piece of memorabilia that I thought was sick because there were no other players uh, that were on our team or for that matter really that had crossed into USL championship from pros that were on a poster. So I thought, okay, this is great. And, and, and since I've looked and obviously like I haven't found anymore, I haven't seen the one of one anymore. So it's like, you know, that truly was a significant time to have bought that. And so to me, that's like a, a, a prized possession, if you will. Um, But then also to go along with what Alicia is saying is like, yeah, like, you know, he he is like part of the hype formula anytime that there's anything that could be unsure it seems like we could put devon out there on it you know what i mean like he's all over everything um but what's really cool and i have to say this like non biasly i guess is that the soccer gods like really love devon because no matter how much the team kind of makes him a centerpiece and then he kind of humbly isn't like a focal point in matches. He is somehow always by the goal to scoop in that mm-hmm. trash goal. There's always it's always Devin who scores on any big day. The first goal he scored yeah. for the club, single mm-hmm. Mayo goal he scored for the club, the first playing playoff round goal he scored for the club. I mean, he pretty much has just got the soccer gods smiling on him, and it's just, you can't deny it. I mean, we went back and looked at every single time. It's like these games weren't necessarily about him, and there was even that point when he went through a drought, and then all of a sudden he pulls out, like, this perfect game where he's scoring goals all day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so, I mean, I just thought I would ask because, you know, when we saw it come up, that that Devs' big adventure, it was like, okay, well, you know, I'm interested to know, you know, what, what the take of that was. I mean, I know some people's speculation was, okay, this has got to be old school because the video game itself has that aesthetic. Now, when we click to play the game, there are options come up, play options and load. So I'm looking for wrong answers here. So like, you know, if we weren't clicking play, there's two other options. There's options and load. What do you think that either of those menu choices were to hold for us.
2: Oh, I mean, I mean, kind of on the same lines you guys are talking about. I mean, if, if it's options, then that's where you switch players, right? It's still Big Dev's adventure game, but you know, has some of his friends come along for <laughs> for that first set adventure? You know, then 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 we can get some Suggsy or or, um, or Schmidt out there. You know, um, that's what I think. Okay, what do you think, Alicia?
1: Uh, I don't know. I honestly thought that, um, they were gonna go for kind of like a different move, just like a basic one, and probably until he had a little bit of life left, and that's when he was gonna win.
0: Okay, so, okay, so along those lines, like load comes up. I'm thinking, like are we going to like load the rest of the team in at this point? Like along the lines of Jeremy, like, you know, what, what else can we be loading in? Are we loading in like other jerseys? Like, I mean, you know, like what, what are the options, you know? And so, cause I mean, anytime you see a menu where it's like options, like, okay, yeah, it could be other players. It could be like fast settings, right. Video game wise, it could be like, Oh, let's play in this pitch or that pitch, you know, like, what have you. But when I see load load is typically like something previously saved, Mm
1: -hmm. right.
0: You know, or, you know, some secret like codes that you could put in and all of a sudden, bam, you got like, you know, (laughs) you got like a full squad or something. Uh, (laughs) So, so then this game obviously is playing. So then it says loading and it's got big dev in the middle of the screen. So now he's like the load meter. And then the, first, the very first thing he does is he jumps a rolling log at him. Like, if that wasn't a log, what could that have been on the pitch?
1: A player rolling on the floor from Phoenix.
2: Yeah, so I was, that's exactly what – you know, that's freaking really sad, I have to say, um, because that's exactly what came to my mind. It's like a, someone, someone Phoenix diving. <laughs> that's exactly what came to my mind. Phoenix – Phoenix, if you're listening, that says a lot of shit about you. Right. <laughs> I say that much like right <laughs> there. I mean, when I, when I
0: first looked at it, I thought it was like a rock. And then I went back and I'm like, this is a log rolling at him. them. So I'm like, all right. So, I mean, I don't know what pitch we're at where there's logs on the pitch. I mean, I know that the lab has, we've seen divots. And I know yes. at San Antonio, we've seen sand. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, but... For the fact of the matter, there was there was a rolling log coming at him. So our dude jumps the log and he's safe, right? So then all of a sudden, Dark Dev appears, right? Comes out of the side of the screen with these flowy dreads that are like white. It looks like it looks like he is like off, like, like it's like a <laughs> it's just like he is like this evil, evil boss, right? So he comes down the side of the screen, he's wearing all black kit, and then he's got this little caption that's like, You fool, you must defeat me, you know, to see what the whole kit, more or less.
2: Yeah. Those, those guys reminded me of those. Uh, I, I'm, I'm so bad with movies, but those those twins from The Matrix. Okay. Weren't they, yeah. Weren't they like kind of, didn't they have like that kind of hair kind of thing going white, a little white bit? Kind of yeah. With the blood. Yeah. That's a that's, yeah, that's kind of call actually right there. Yeah, ring rang rang true to my head there. I, I mean, I think I think that's cool. Yeah. I think it's like we, you know, we're we're always playing against our opponents, but really we're playing against ourselves and being you know improving upon ourselves uh, every day. So and especially the for for now, for goodness' sake, the players are playing against themselves every day, practicing every day, and um, getting to it without the without the matches, but it was so instant to have to have Dark Devin just pop up after a log jump, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like what, if, what if the what if the log did him in though, you know? <laughs> Devin doesn't have the biggest hops, but he can jump over a log. That's that's right. that's that's doable. If if there's a if there's a long cross coming into him and uh, he's gonna be jumping, you know, to towards the to the ball to get a good volley over the over the over to the Corner uh, of the goal, and Dev's going to definitely be able to jump over a log. He he seems to rise to the occasion when he needs to. Nice. So
0: so then Dark Dev has these like laser eyes, and like shoots his laser eyes to like Devon, and basically kind of hits him for a minute, kind of impales him. It doesn't really take a lot of life from him. So obviously, like you know, it, it, it's appeared to be weak. So then all of a sudden, this other box pops up for Dev, and it's like he could block it, he could do a light move, I'm guessing, or he could do a special move. Um, obviously, we know what happened when he did a special move. It was a bicycle kick. Uh, but what would you
2: – like, what would he be blocking after he had already been hit? I don't know. You know, like, honestly, I, I, I'd i love to respect your question, but especially those of us that got to go to Austin and see that bi- that bicycle kick, the overhead kick live like that was just a special treat cuz you know you know they're paying attention you know that you've got you've got supporters in the office making decisions based on games based on gameplay like that was just a special treat you know uh, it it i will now now because of that video because of i mean that moment was so great and and i think devin played some of the some of like probably 50 60 minutes best 50 60 minutes of um his united career over in austin he's he's just crazy workhorse, like you know legs of a 22 year old that those 50 50 60 minutes um that i really appreciated so god what would he have blocked i have no idea uh, i i don't know i've just lost, <laughs> lost I'm, I'm lost in the overhead kick or what
0: what's the light move for that matter <laughs> It's a header. light move, yeah. had <laughs> header, probably, right? <laughs> yeah, so I just, it was just kind of funny. So then the, the bicycle kick ultimately ends Dark Dev on one shot. Like, I mean, we have the sound up. It's like that rampage sound where it's like, just completely like <laughs> destruction. So I thought, wow, what a quick game, right? So then Dev rolls up and like, there's a treasure chest. And I mean, I was like trying to figure this out. Like, I was like, Treasure chests usually, like, appear, like, in, like, oceanic, like, settings, you know, like pirate ships Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So, we're, like, on the pitch, and then all of a sudden, we're, like, we're seeing a treasure chest. So, like, what did you think was going to come out of the treasure chest?
2: Like, obviously, the home kit, right? Yeah. I guess I just, I'm boring. I thought it was going to be the home kit. (laughs) (laughs) So, so then
0: you're met so then you're met with like a load meter and it's like tick 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 boom won't open until and then it has the date 3 2020 so like a lot of us speculated because we' were like we're like we're like sleuths we're like looking around on the screen to see if there's any other hints and there's like this time in the bottom right corner it's like 503 so like you know the United store closes at five o'clock so who's likely in the office to still be at the office? after hours playing this video game.
2: Hmm.
1: (laughs) I'd say Josh Lane.
2: Yeah. I don't feel like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Josh Lane would probably go, you know, hang out with someone afterwards too. So not everyone's hanging out all the time afterwards. I mean, they work long hours. They got to get home to their people. Um, I mean, I'm calling Tyler up for my t- season tickets, and like, how do I print them out even though you sent them to me already over email? Like, send them to me again. <laughs> I'm keeping I, Tyler I, too I, late. and Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Tyler's, Tyler's a candidate.
0: I feel like Lucas is about his time for the most part, so, like, you'll never really get Lucas there, like, probably past the minute. Like, he has, like, already got the car started, and and he is out. Like to me, I think it's Tyler, Josh Lane. Uh, I think you might be able to get Seth Motor on that one too, as well.
2: Actually, so yeah. oh, go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. No, I, I was just going to agree, but um, I, I think the thing with the game, with like the treasure chest being a little bit, you know, like you, yeah, you don't see a treasure chest on on the pitch, but I think that's just kind of how you know that era of games were. You know, like games make a lot more sense now you know, but then it was just kind of like, what can we do that's not graphically difficult or that, you know, uh, is, is just going to be very easily represented, represented. And, and I think that's what I liked about that game is it was just, it was, it was simple and cool. And it was a, such a different direction than the other videos. And and I liked that. I, I liked that divergence a lot. Uh, I, I, I think I heard, uh, Dave obviously from the curse say the other day he hes he said during his um, podcast during the, the kit release you know it's like we have four videos that are just better than all the other videos and and I do appreciate that about our club they, they, they put a lot of thought into it
1: yeah definitely I I honestly thought it was something very unique that I haven't seen before and i i really liked it and i think as chris said earlier it really gave me an old school vibe to when i would play those games on the on the computer and i and i fell in love with they gave me like kind of a lot of nostalgia about my childhood
2: yeah I i think those of us that came up playing those you know Really simple graphic video games, and you know now now I don't play video games really anymore. But um, you know some of people know my brother who does the bus thing on um, tailgate, and his his sons are very into video games. And God, man, I can't believe the things that they you don't need much of an imagination anymore. And the things that I would love to be at the you know the cutscene at the end of a level are just you know run of the mill graphics nowadays yeah that nostalgia i mean those of us that like came up on something like nintendo and like, a Nintendo, it. yeah yeah early stuff man like you uh, it's probably not just new mexico but maybe something's the simple the sim, uh simplified graphics and just like the easy way of getting to uh to graphics that just makes you feel like you know it's like a little bit of home it's like green chili in some way even though it was probably across the world granted but it feels <laughs> like it's ours It's and then you know Big Devs adventures are Super Mario Brothers now right so then okay so then we get
0: into the next day you know so we we're thinking like okay 503 you know could this I mean I personally thought okay did the video game end at 505 right like was that well, we see something at 505 because, you know, you got Devin already, is 505 the next indication? So then all of a sudden the next day we get this picture of a fireplace at our favorite spot, Meow Wolf, and they're saying, hey, do you remember that magic minute at 1912? And they're like, well, we're going to reveal something at at the magic minute, 1912, you know, obviously, which was 7, 12 p.m. Um, You know, and I was just going to ask you guys just off the bat, like, I mean, what do you yell for like a hot minute at the pitch? Like, what are you yelling at some point? Like during that, like,
2: do you remember some of the things that you probably yelled?
1: Woo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> She's you on my, I, I get real creative and I do like a woo, woo, woo. You know, it's uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I get that for during that minute. I just scream. And I mean, if if we've got an opponent that we particularly dislike, Uh, I might be yelling some things that I won't say in a podcast during that minute. And that's probably not really good for that minute per se, you know, maybe we, we should probably be, you know, saying something really great. Like I love red chili or something (laughs) because it's the New Mexico (laughs) kind of minute, but no, I don't, I don't, I wish, I wish I was that nice and pure, but sometimes I'm I'm yelling things that are are mean. And and then I I think a lot of people I hear around me are, are just, You know, maybe yelling out a player or maybe yelling out, like, just go team, go this. You know, Uh, it's just this giant amalgamation of sound. And I think that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be intimidation. Right. And I love the flags going crazy during that moment. Uh, That is just something so unique. if, If you haven't had any kind of soccer experience, you know, like, Start with the beginning of matches, et cetera. And we do it, we get to do it during the middle of a match at a specific time. And, and I really love that. I, I think that there's so much to a team that has a good following that has a good camaraderie with each other that intimidates the other team in such a way that, you know, we have something they don't have and we have something that can pull us over a little bit more. And that like, that last minute, that proverbial fourth quarter, right? right? Right moment. We we have some of that. And whether we do win or lose, I love how just you know that that practice moment, that 1912 stuff um, gets us through the end of the game and we're still cheering no matter what. So, so looking in that room, there's obviously just a couple of
0: things that you know that we could really identify. I mean, you know, one is pretty hard to miss. It's like half of a New Mexico player standing in the uh, fireplace. Uh, any any speculation on
2: who the player is? No. I don't want to know any of the player's legs that well. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: now Now for, for trivia, I will say that... You I know, know that you know. I do know who the player is. And so, you know, I won't even reveal it, but I think those of us who have been to Meow Wolf might be able to put two and two together. So um, we'll, we'll let the listener try to uh, add things up and uh, again, respond when we post uh, the podcast out in the Facebook. Uh, That'll be very interesting actually. Um, Now, uh, the other thing was there was the picture of the curse did you notice that like in the picture above the mantle oh yeah i did notice that i forgot about it already though yeah like it was just like sitting there i remember because i thought like i started to really zoom in on things and i was like well let me look around for more clues right because it just was a huge jump to go from a nostalgic video game into like meow wolf you know and so I was like, well, things got to tie together. They just have to tie together. Yeah. And so so I see the picture. It's, it's obviously an iconic picture, you know, and it's framed. And that's, like, super sick, you know. And then I start looking around, and I get nowhere else other than, like, okay, well, I guess that's it unless there's another clue.
1: I actually didn't notice the curse picture until you said so. I'm going to have to go back and look at it. But it did seem I kind of recognized it was Meow Wolf. I've never been there. But from like pictures and videos that I've seen, it I did recognize it. And at that point, seeing the shorts, I just was hoping it wasn't an inverted away kit.
0: <laughs> well, black socks. So black socks. That was nice. And of course, black shorts. Again, another you know great feature. You know, and so about this time, I think a lot of us still wanted to think in our mind that there was something amazing. I I, I remember uh, uh, Jerry saying, "It's got to be the Man City black kit with all mm-hmm. kinds of bells and whistles all over it, and and rainbow colors and." Caution marks and all, all this stuff, all over it, and then other people thought it was probably like, like the Newcastle kit, you know, or you know, just as far as like the way hoops go or, or vertical lines go, um, you know, it still wasn't there. And I know a bunch of us, like Jeremy, we were in, we were in a a Twitch or we were in a group chat trying to watch someone's TV to see it, watch the curses uh, curse cast. And I mean, for the most part, like that anticipation was killing me. Like me and Billy, we kind of jumped out of there and we like watched it for ourselves as probably did others at some point. And then yeah. there was this video and obviously there we are right back to Meow Wolf, right? Like we see that we see the beautiful mountains behind it. Then, then bam, there's uh Meow Wolf. And we come in through that part of Meow Wolf where it's like, if you've been to Meow Wolf, like obviously, Jeremy, you have. At least you haven't. That's the part of Meow Wolf where I'm like, okay, where's the exit? Because like I've already been walking through this place for quite a while. I've already been crawling around through mm-hmm. tight spaces and bending over to get into places. I'm like, when I see this little spot that's like a little Chinatown, I'm like, okay, where's the door? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so then now let's break it down. Okay, so Obviously, now we know Meow Wolf's involved, you know, and so, uh, so the first things we see, uh, we see, was it Sammy Sergai, basically like, pops up right. So he's the first player who's in there. So Sammy, Sammy Sergai, is in the forest, and so he walks up to this tree and then hits these mushrooms. A couple of times and then all of a sudden bam there's this floating jersey and he touches the jersey and then he sucks he gets sucked into it
2: so at that point what are you thinking I mean I, I, I like the graphic work of that I like integrating now of it um, I'm I'm thinking honestly like it's the same. Um, that's kind of what I felt like. I, I didn't notice the differences right away because um, it was quick. Did um, that? Did that seem like a correlation to the video game all of a sudden again with the little floating jersey? Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but it does. I, I didn't think about it during. I was just. I mean, I was just. Looking, I was looking for the kit. Just looking for the kit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't.
0: I did not either, and I just. Pose this question now on the spot because I'm like, well, could that be that? But the treasure kit was still sealed. Obviously, it comes open. Maybe the treasure is meow wolf. Maybe that's the correlation. Yeah. Uh okay, so then Manny Padilla is in the Mastodon and he's speculating how to play rhythms on the bones. Just happens to be in there. Like, obviously, like I don't think he knows what he's looking for, right? He's just, just playing the bones. And all of a sudden, boop. Here comes a little kit, and it's up, and it's, like, off off the screen. You can't even really see it, actually. You know, you just see the shine from it. So he walks over. He drops the sticks. He's playing with, like, so fast. Mm-hmm. And then he touches it, and then all of a sudden, he's, he's in the bubble, too. So then the last person who comes around is David Estrada. Now, David Estrada is already in the kit. So this is the point when we actually get to see – the runaway shot Mm -hmm. of it on a player for what it is. Okay. And I will, before I ask you what you thought at that point, I will point out an observation for you. Now, David is coming out of uh, the portals, Bermuda. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which is the interdimensional travel agency. Uh, So, I do know this answer, too, but I will ask you this question. Um, there are five destinations that are connected to the portal. David only came out of one. Which one do you think it might be? And here are your choices. This is a question for you, Jeremy. Okay. And Alicia, you can try to weigh in as well. You take a guess. Wait, didn't it go into one? He, he was coming out of one to go to another one. So... He came uh, out of a destination, then was in the middle room, which was the portal's Bermuda, right, where mm-hmm. you go in and make your selection. So the choices are, uh, the choices are, Viridian Heights, which is a forest sanctuary, Saint Malabados, which is a tropical beach, Toto's Seven, which is an icy outpost, Nurok Inu, which is a crystalline landscape. Or Carboniferous Island, which is a 300-million-year-old island.
2: What is your choice for where David was coming out of with the oh, God. Already on? I wanted it to be the Seven one with like the big, like what is it, uh, Abominable Snowman-looking guy. Because yeah. I also like Seven. You guys see my name is Seven on this thing right here. Yep. Yep. I want it to be that one, but I don't think it is. I think it's, um, oh shoot, those names are too complicated for me.
1: I think it's, it's a- the crystallized one.
2: Yes, exactly. That's
1: yeah.
2: Okay, I will say that your
0: answer is wrong. However, <laughs> yes, I will say that your answer is wrong. However, we'll leave that also to the listeners for another trivia guess. So listeners, David was coming out of a destination when he went into Portals Bermuda. Go back and look at the video again. What destination did he come from? Did he come from the Viridian Heights, which is a forest sanctuary? St. Malabedos, which is a tropical beach. Todos oh, 7, which is an icy outpost. Yurok Inu, which is a crystalline landscape. Or Carboniferous Island, which is a 300-million-year-old island. And definitely let us know uh, in, the, in the, the post about the pod. So moving on, David is the last one out. Okay, obviously he's walking through the hallway, and he then puts his hand on what is another destination. Now, to me, this obviously leads him to the lab. You know, he's getting game ready. This is like he's going out of Meow Wolf, and he lands right on on the pitch. He's the last one out. So my my first kind of obnoxious question to ask you guys is, how did the rest of the team get their kits? Like, who brought them those kits?
2: I don't – I feel like that's how Meow Wolf works, man. Like, just things happen and appear and it doesn't like the things don't have to make sense. Right. Like that's the beauty of Meow Wolf as a, as a, as a theme park, so to speak, everything makes sense in Meow Wolf cause everything's tied together or it doesn't make any sense at all. And you just have fun. So I, I, I kind of feel like it was just, you know, like trans transporting to like, like, I think they did it really well. They just transported to another space another time. And, um, I would like to say that, you know, they probably just got all their kits from the treasure chest. There's the treasure cover. chest on the pitch, and it just appeared magically, and they just kind of, you know, all went over and pulled one out and changed all in front of each other. <laughs> I'm gonna give a wrong. Uh, I'm gonna give,
0: I'm gonna give a wrong answer. So, <laughs> Sammy Sergi was the only rookie in the video. So my guess is that they made the rookie carry all the
2: kits. Back to the lab. Oh man, that that is how it works sometimes. But
1: uh,
2: <laughs> I would just like them to appear in the in the kits. That 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 next moment is just too good.
1: All right, so let's yeah. get to
0: that next moment. So Suggs, so so David Estrada joins the circle. Suggs starts the speech talking about New Mexicans. You know not belonging and having having it out obviously for a while and uh, you know and the the crest you know is there is their symbol for United and you know and when the the players are tired and they can't go anymore to remember what they're playing for and who they're playing for and essentially gives this amazing speech which you know I'd like to think that I'm sure that that's the energy that they're, that they're portraying every time they're circled up before they go onto the pitch. Um, How did that speech hit you each individually kind of as you're listening to it? I mean, I watched this video like four or five times.
1: Uh, I was just reading off the captions right now just to kind of get a refresher, but you know, it, it kind of, it, it's true. You know, being from New Mexico, you get told, Like you're not going to get out of there. You're not going to be good enough and this and that. And I've been told that a couple of times and it hurts, but when this team came together and how he said, like, you know, this shield, it unites everybody. And when everybody comes together to watch the game and you see so many people who are like you and they support each other and it's just nothing but love and positivity that just, it feels like home. And I, that's why I love going to these matches, it's kind of my escape and it's just feels like a a really big family with like 13,000 people.
2: Yeah, I, I think, I think that part was just all about the words and like the camera angle being just dropped below and kind of circling around everybody. And you got the feeling of like maybe being a really small person in, the, in that huddle, <laughs> but, but um, you know, like a little bit dizzying, a little bit um, getting swirled up in, in the words uh, of Suggsy there. And, and I, and I agree with, with that Alicia a lot. I think that those are again, just like the treasure chest, the, the for video games and the, the, bi- the bicycle kick for uh, Devin Sandoval and, uh, I don't know, just all the things that give us a little bit of history of, of ourselves, all wrapped up into that speech. Um, you know, I I actually have a friend who has left. She she's you know she's got a Zia symbol on her body because she she does love to rep New Mexico, but she also wanted to leave for something bigger and something more. And you know, her and I always fight, and she's always trying to get me to to move about that kind of thing, and. And the other day we were talking and she she told me that she's been to a game with me since. And she's like, you just have such a great community there now like that. It's you're so lucky to have that like soccer community, the New Mexico United community to have that. And, you know, she lives in L.A. Um, She's got a lot going on there. But we do have something really special, something accessible and some really freaking great people in in that circle, in that huddle, in that speech. Uh, in you know in the in the cuts the away cuts for that for that video people that we know people that we shout with scream with march with tifo with everything with like that's that's what this team is about for us it's it's more than a game as he said in that speech so wow yeah I quote like a great moment for New Mexico United green goalkeeper kits.
1: I like them a lot. I love the white meow wolf logo.
2: Uh, I I like again. I feel like the color is just a tad off, uh, a little too muted for me. Um, I do I do really like the white meow wolf logo, but it it um, it melds together a little too much. Like graphically, you don't do that with with white letters. You have to. I was joking with uh, Lindsay Allen because she teaches uh, graphic design. I was like, you know, the kerning and the Meow wolf is too close. The letters are too close together. And um, I thought maybe like a pinstripe kind of around, like there's a really thin border around the, around the letters, would really make it pop in the eye a little bit better. Uh, but, you know, I, I think I'm going to buy that kit. I actually didn't buy the Cody kit last year. I really like it for Cody. I really like the uh, Gato Naranjo, but that's uh, just not my color, you know. I, I like this color a little bit more, um, so I'll probably buy this this uh, Keeper kit. Yeah, I yeah. think we're, we're really going to have to uh, create
0: some petition or something because, uh, you know, I, I put that blue kit in the United Nation and there's, like, some 186 people that have liked it and the comments keep popping on it. And I know that the team has seen it. I know that, you know, like Lucas or Josh Lane, those guys have seen it, you know, I, I mean, I can imagine that there's probably going to be that point in the season where it's this one time sale of, of the keeper kit. But, you know, with the sort of fan base we have and the sort of we're doing it, New Mexico vibe that Peter has given us, you know, I'll be damned if we aren't trying to get those kits on sale
2: a lot sooner yeah, we, we, need, we need something. Hey, Peter, we're, yeah, we're, we're going to with it. you in 10 minutes. Maybe I should do it right now. We want <laughs> the Keeper Kit to hold us over.
1: I asked them on Instagram, and they were like, to be determined, we'll keep you updated. And I'm like, Jeez. Oh, yes. <laughs> it it it's,
0: it's coming. They're going to have to do something. I just think like we might have to throw the p- little petition power out there. Those seem to be the, uh, the way to do it. Uh, so then, of course, you know, the guests in the huddle, we saw Andrew Bolte and Ben and Katie Emerson, uh, RJ and Susie Montano and David and Chanel. And, and, and that was really rad. I mean, There might have even been someone else I, I couldn't really capture, but that was really cool to see our friends in that circle and to be a part of that, that huddle. Um, you know, kind of going back to Austin, you know, Austin was like the first time that I, I ever really marched to the match with the supporters. And it was a okay. really – Yeah, it was a really cool time to have done that because, uh, you know, I really wanted to do more – I wanted to get more engaged, uh, you know, with with the fans this year. And, I mean, I was a curse member last year and and also having a membership this year. And, you know, I really wanted to meld Seek and Strike more with with the curse and and really be a part of that community and really use the things that we have in this sort of outfit to kind of really – blend and benefit that. So it was really cool to march with the match and get that sort of feel and to be in those pictures. And and that that was really probably already a pinnacle moment for me uh, in the season, to be on a flight with all y'all early in the morning, to, you know, be, you know, watching soccer and and pounding booze. And, like, all of that stuff was, like, so amazing, you know. And uh, and, and, and I, I know that I had contemplated it last year, but, like, you know, I sit like in a seat that is like twice the price of like a supporter's. And like I thought this year, I'd probably, you know, take a ticket every once in a while and cash it in for two and bring yeah. someone and then basically go in like hit one sixteen or one eighteen and just totally be in the midst of the madness. You know what I mean? So
2: yeah, you know, like my family, like my my nuclear family, like my mom and dad and my my brother and sister and and their spouses and we all decided we would buy um, four, four total seats over like on um, kind of 18-yard line because it's the, the best that were available at that time but in the price range we wanted to spend. And then I never sat over there. <laughs> I just ended up in the supporter section. So I think I bought, like, I think I averaged three seats a game purchased last year. Because uh, I paid for my supporter section, I paid for my my season ticket over on the side, and then I would always buy like my niece or a friend or whatever a ticket. So, um, Peter, you owe me a drink or something. <laughs> 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 bought me a drink. So I never mind. Um, Peter's a great guy. Um, but I, yeah, I think that you know, just getting out there with each other is is the fun of it. Traveling with you know on the plane was just great. Chanting on the plane. Um, That was fun. Uh, We were a little maybe ridiculous. Uh, Dave tried to reel us in a little bit a couple times and then gave up. But, yeah, it was a good time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was a good time, for sure. Um, So then I thought we'd kind of switch streams a little bit. So obviously we've all been kind of affected somewhat by this COVID-19. The last couple of weeks we've really talked about, you know, things to do to kind of stay afloat. And some really interesting things have kind of happened uh, recently Um, on on Twitter and and on the internet greatly, obviously. um, We've now seen the launching of eSports. Last week, you know, uh, Seek and Strike, we participated in a COVID cup, a quarantine cup, and it was basically a simulation of FIFA 20. Uh, we We were using Atletico Madrid because of, Alicia's uh, support of the team at times, and so, uh, <laughs> and so we 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 won the first round. I think we played against Barcelona, and then the second match we we lost because we went up against Mexico, and it was like two one, and ultimately we we lost that match. But uh, that just kind of was interesting. I had never really sat on the internet and watched two guys. Who are in the middle, like they're on a Twitch stream, and they're basically commenting on a simulated game as it's happening. And I, I never had considered doing that, but it was actually fun. And when it was our game, it was like I was watching every moment, you know. And I, I wonder if you, if either of you have gotten into esports like that at all.
1: I haven't.
2: You know, yeah. Go ahead, Alicia.
1: Oh, no. In all honesty, I, I haven't. I Like, it just, like, doesn't grab my attention. Like, I'd rather see the real thing.
2: Yeah, I think for me, I because I don't play video games anymore, and I know that's, like, almost sacrilegious, you know, I don't own something that I can throw FIFA on. Um, but that was, like, a personal choice a long time ago. Uh, anyway, though, like, I think that we all need something to connect. And, like, what we're used to connecting with is – is football. You know that this is we're, we're used to seeing each other every weekend, uh, whether it's at Star Brothers or something, or or at, at the lab, and that this is something that's become a part of us. It, it's it's habitual. It's instinctual. It's it's communal. And and if and, and anything that's going to bring us some semblance of that is going to be really important for us because this is a community. And if whether you're kind of on the fringes of it or you're in the, in the midst of it, if, if you're in, embroiled in everything, um, you know, we do miss getting painted and tifoed would and marching and all that stuff. Like any little amount of that we can get, I'm sure is, is great. And so I really applaud people that really get into that. Um, Twitch isn't for me, you know, I know I'm just old apparently about that kind of thing. Uh, Cause I know like, Oh my God, my nephew when Twitch first came out, he was always on it. And I was like, why are you watching someone else play? That was like torture. When I played video games, it was like, I want to play. Let me, let me have that. You know, like we didn't have a video game console each we had to share. So it was torture to watch someone else play. Um, but, you know, it's still, it's still kind of like a sport and it's still competition. Uh, I think if you know the person playing, I think if the players were playing it, that would be really freaking cool. Yes. Uh, I, I actually, I brought up to, maybe you were there. I think you were there, Chris. I, I, I might've brought, well, I think I posted on David's uh, podcast, the night of the uh, home kit reveal. And um, I was like, why don't we have like a quote unquote open cup tournament where any um, fans that come in want to play and, and then, you know, towards the later rounds, you could have the players come in. Uh, and then that would be pretty freaking cool, you know. So I, I like that idea a lot. I wouldn't play, but I would watch. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's
0: interesting because it kind of brought me to these next two things. So USL memes, they're like a account on Twitter. Uh, they're doing what is called a EUSL cup. And mm-hmm. so based for an E-U-S-L, e- yeah, uh, kind of championship. So essentially what they're doing is they're allowing supporters uh, of different clubs to basically represent the club on one of three different platforms. I think it's a uh, PlayStation, Xbox, and like the computer. I think that's, I'm not sure if that you can play the computer, but, uh, so they're on one of two, three platforms. And so basically, uh, New Mexico United is represented that way. I believe our our old host uh, Seth is playing as PlayStation Four. I don't know who's representing the club for uh, Xbox or for um, or for the other platform, which I, f- I think is PC. Um, but still, nonetheless, like I thought that that was cool that there was someone representing each club that way, and then also uh, USL Championship and League One they're doing something a little bit more official uh, via Rocket League. And uh, essentially it's like it's 1v1, but I think there's a team with it. So basically the team has to be a player, a coach, and a supporter. And so Hmm. New New Mexico United doesn't have representation in this particular tournament, which I thought was kind of a bummer because that's where we're always in things. We're not really in that you know, but, you know, there are a bunch of USL championship and league one teams that are f- pretty well represented, you know, and maybe there's not someone on our squad who plays FIFA or, you know, or a coach who, who dabbles or, you know, or for the sake of it, maybe they just got
2: on and sucked really bad and got eliminated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Yeah. Maybe, maybe they were part of it, but didn't know, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool if they were a part of it. it. That does seem like something that New Mexico United would have them do, especially in this situation. Um, so that kicks, that kicks off. Uh,
0: it kicks off, I think, this next week. But it's kind of set up the way that, like, matches are – like, tournaments are like CONCACAF where it's like there's the groups. And so the, yeah. group, the groups play for two weeks. And then from that comes – the ranking, like the certain teams that will advance. And then there's the actual brackets. Um, It it might be interesting to watch. Again, it sucks that we don't have a team in there. So I guess at that point, you know, we're just basically rooting against Phoenix and El Paso and hoping (laughs) that someone takes them out that's like USL League One maybe just so that we can like laugh at it.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, like I think that when you are a supporter of a team – and a, you become a supporter of a league. And I think like one of the best things that the NFL has going for it is the divisions because divisions matter in NFL, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't you don't just watch your team that week, uh, you watch the other teams in your division yeah. lose, right? Yeah. And so when we start having um, our local supporters, our New Mexico United supporters, our, our CURSE members, be watching a lot of other games, you know, like we're, we're watching the El Paso games together. We're watching the Phoenix Rising games together and we're, we're rooting for them to lose like the Four Corners Cup. We want to win the Four Corners Cup. We want to win the Four Corners Cup. Uh, when we're watching all that, then I think then we're going to have like even a more passionate, knowledgeable fan base. And, and I think that these video game scenarios, you know, provide a little bit of entry into that, a, a tad bit like what, what are we doing? That's a little extra. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a purist. I want to watch the real game too, but, and that's my main focus. But um, I, I think that would matter a lot. So I, I hope that we can, we can, you know, be just as rowdy together on those, those elements. Right on. So then the, the last couple of things I really wanted to kind of bring up and,
0: and you know, we can kind of, you can just kind of weigh in on them is like, you know, of course, um, we're seeing a couple cool developments with the club, which I'm really proud of. One thing we're seeing is the club has partnered with the governor to really boost a lot of positive messages into our community. Um, as we know, our community is, is, is really big on these things. Um, we're obviously seeing player PSAs. Uh, mm. So we're, we've seen already a few. Uh, maybe there's one that you like, but we've seen Austin Yearwood on the stay-at-home Social distancing, uh, PSA. We've seen Manny on the support local, uh, Weehan on self care, yeah. uh, David Estrada on donate and volunteer, and then Suggs on being selfless. Yeah. Um, is there a particular a particular PSA? I mean, they're all great. I support them all, but is there one that like resonates with you especially?
1: Um. I would say the David Estrada one where it's like the volunteering and like donating and stuff right now, we kind of are short on blood supply and we need uh, people to donate and like donate as much as you can because we're really in need of that right now.
2: Yeah. I, I, I like, and we, those of us that have time, you know, we're sitting and waiting for this to pass or, you know, eventually however long it takes i do think donating blood is something that a lot of people could be doing i think that's i'm going to jump on that train big time i i worked a lot of nonprofits, so i like the volunteer one but being in mental health now i I really do appreciate the self-care stuff you know just like that's not that's a kind of a deep cut that if a psa that we don't normally get to uh from a from a, a team or a player and i really appreciate that that, that kind of shows the care about people individually a little more too. You know, I, I like that one a lot and there's, there's nothing serving team serving about that. You know, it's just self care while you're, while you're at home. Yeah I, your think, home yeah. I agree with you. I do think self care is big just
0: because, you know, we're always going, going, going. I mean, for the most part, that's what I'm doing. So to be at home and to be like, all right, you know, I do need to still kind of have some, time to reflect, you know, to, you know, think about the things that are happening in my life daily and make sure that I'm spending time with friends, whether it's, you know, doing these podcasts or jumping on, you know, Zoom FaceTimes on Facebook and just cutting up with, with a bunch of our friends or, Mm -hmm. you know, just, you know, getting up, you know, going for walks, like just all the things that are vital. I think that's one thing that, this period of time is really teaching me. I mean, I think the, the first week of all of this, it was kind of like, I didn't want to be at home. Yeah. I wanted to still take advantage of getting in my car and just going anywhere, even if it's by myself. And then I think that as I tried to settle in, you know, I started thinking, okay, like I need to start doing things that are going to better myself. You know, I need to look at the meals that I'm making at home. We can't just be yeah. eating f- fruit snacks and granola bars and ice cream all the time we need to cook meals and we need to you know not only take care of ourselves with good you know fuel as far as what goes in our body but also like you know how are we feeling our minds you know we need to start really just taking care of this because you know i mean the last thing any of us wants to happen during this period of of like you know of where we're just sitting in is like we don't take advantage of it and we get worse Worse than the virus, we're just worse as a person. Like you know, we, you know, didn't grow from this time, or you know, or or our outlook changed, and it was was a, a negative white, so to say.
2: Yeah, I really think that you know some things changed a little bit this week with I think the curse community and and the New Mexico United community online, right? Like you started to see people get a little bit more real, right? It wasn't just about the team because there's no. There's no matches going on. some like some of us were sharing about our anxieties about the world and the and our jobs. and and I feel like there's some fear in there for sure, but there's also some, again, like we're showing that that camaraderie is real. It's not just about a game. Um, it's not just about showing up at the lab. It's about real people becoming real friends and people being honest and saying, I'm you know, I'm nervous that, um, I'm not going to have a job. I'm nervous how I'm going to make it. I'm having panic attacks. Um, and, you know, some of us that, I'll uh, be honest for myself, thought maybe I had symptoms um, and some people being sick and talking about it. Like, I've really appreciated the support and, and the talking online about some of that. And I, like some real people in this movement and this this energy and that's really beautiful um that's that's gonna come out when we start the matches again even bigger i think we're gonna see see something special the little sparkles in our eye the 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 love of the game love of each other it's gonna be much bigger when we come out the other side of this
1: yeah and from those people like i understand what they're feeling because Right now, like being at work every day, it's scary because you like have to go out and then get like your essentials and you want to wear gloves just for extra protection. But then like there's people that don't take it seriously. But in your mind, you're like, well, if I don't take care of myself, I don't go to work and I don't get paid and I could possibly lose my job and lose that money for the other people I'm caring for. And school too, it's just, I feel so bad for the seniors. They're going to probably miss out on their prom. They're going to miss out on their graduation. And that's just something that's, it's just not fair, especially those in college right now. They're going to, for like the spring commencement ceremony, they're postponing it because they want to walk that line and they took years to earn that degree. And there's also students that I know that are on you know, on a verge of losing their scholarship because classes are being cancelled and credit hours are being cut. So the the state is not really helping in that aspect. So in the end, you're gonna have to pay that off. And it's it's a really hard time right now.
0: You know, you know the bonus the, the, the small bonus of COVID nineteen is that I won't ever turn forty this year because, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, like we're just gonna be stuck in March. Uh, forever, you know. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know
2: my mom. My mom, Pat Hadamio she comes to every game. You've met her at the bus if you've been at a tailgate. Um, love my parents to death. She celebrated her birthday last Monday, and we didn't get together for it. We Facetime slang to her to a cake, you know, because we couldn't do it, and it, it's that's rough. But yeah, like I'd say, conserve your birthday. You know, yeah just why why turn forty turn twenty eight that's what I always think. <laughs> yeah yeah at least, at least, has, at least twenty and trying to be
0: 21 and uh, you know oh, l- luckily she's got all year to do it, so um you know so so lucky her she'll she'll eventually see it um I thought like I would end this on on a a real sentimental note and before I do that, I would say for those of you if you are not on Twitter, you might consider signing up just to get some more of that United content on Twitter. Um, You know, we're seeing like training videos with David. I know those are passing over to Facebook today. We saw a game of footy with Najem and uh, Tanari. That was very entertaining. And of course, Caitlin, Ryden. I mean, like, like you, that guy, I mean, we have seen, we have seen how to do the ultimate headers, which looks like he's, he's taking a nap. We've <laughs> seen how to, how to pass in the kitchen where he's like doing these like left-footed kicks with like the, the spice to his wife while mm-hmm. she's eating. And of course the outtakes were, were classic money. Um, then we're seeing uh, the TikTok video where they're dancing to Drake and then all of a sudden the switch hits flip and then it's like his wife is in his clothes. The dog is in her clothes and he's on the ground panting like a dog. And, uh, <laughs> and then of course the last one is him hiking somewhere in the mountains and he's screaming things like he's got hemorrhoids and jen has got fake boobs, like told like, you know, something out of the office. But it was just like, we realized that, that Kalen Ryden is, is a jokester, mm-hmm. you know, like, so sign up, you got to sign up on Twitter just to catch some of the stuff he says on there. But you know what I wanted to end us with, um, you know. This you want to do a TikTok challenge with me? We might have to do a TikTok challenge. That might, right. might have to do it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> what, what I wanted to end us with it was something that we saw online yesterday. I thought was really awesome, and I, I'd like for us to each kind of to participate in it, if you'd like. Is Coach Troy the same? Was obviously online, and he was talking a little bit about the gratitude talks that the team does. You know, which obviously is a part of like their weekly routine. It's what keeps them centered and focused. And so he offered that challenge up to us. And Alicia felt like it was definitely good to bring it up into the pod. So, uh, of course, the question is this: What is something that you've reflected on that you miss more than you realize about the club during this time?
2: Oh God, there's. Do you have an hour? Uh, God, I think I think that I miss oh, I miss talking match facts during a game after a game in person. Um, I, I, I miss talking that kind of stuff like I, I miss that so much. I mean we do it online a little bit um sometimes but obviously there's no matches to talk about as much now i miss coming home and watching the match again after watching it live um yeah i just i miss talking with you all about it I'm, i'm i'd like to get into the game
1: yeah, I, I miss that, too. I miss, like, you know, like, what could have been done differently in the game with maybe this outcome would have happened if we did this or we changed this a little bit. But I also just miss being in that supporter section. Like, today, or earlier tonight, we should have played against Las Vegas Lights, a home game, and that it really makes me miss, like, I should be there. We should be cheering them on. We should be high-fiving them after and talking to them and how their day was and how they're doing and if they felt like they did good in the match and just going to those press conferences.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I was just thinking about, like, now, like, we'd be probably just getting home. I'd probably be talking to someone even after the press conference about just how the game went, you know, like, it's the full experience. It's coming down. It's you know, obviously, you know, seeing your friends before the matches. You know, it's for me. It's I go up to the press box. We get the the press box food. And we're eating like the hamburgers or the pizza. You know, it's it's leaving there, going down to my seat, getting all the high fives from everyone in section one twenty one. Um, you know, it's it's the very first moments. Uh, that we hear "United for the Wind come on! I mean, it's 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 everything, and you know, I definitely do miss the community aspect. I miss running into friends as we're all trying to get to our seat. You know, like none of us yeah. can, none of us can get a beer or get to the bathroom or get a pretzel during 15 minutes. But what yeah. you, what you can do is run into someone that you know, yeah, someone that you've seen on Facebook or. And it's just a really cool bond, and, uh, and I, I miss that a lot. Um, you know, it's just so crazy to have gone the distance as far as flying somewhere, committing financially, and seeing the team play, and then all of it's, like, psych, just kidding. And it's, like, wow, like, we're, you know, this from this, like, I cannot take – having a team for granted anymore. Like we we can't take these things for granted. We definitely have to really um, enjoy them when we have them back again and really make the most of every moment, you know, and that that to me is like what stands out the most.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like – I know this is a little extension, but I feel really grateful for, you know, the, the supporters we have that are part of the healthcare community, part of the service industry, um, you know those people that are that have lost their jobs, and the strength that they have, and and then the support that other people are giving them, and the support that we're all going to have to give them going forward. Uh, I'm really grateful that we're set up well for that because of those match atmospheres where you know we're just seeing everybody we know and it's now it's more than high fives people now it's now it's real life and we got to be there for each other and i'm really grateful that we're i think we're well primed to do that we're very lucky to have each other right on and so on that that facts we're going to wrap it up
0: we appreciate you listening to this week's episode obviously we went a little bit longer but you know sometimes you know it's important to be able to cover all the facts and to really slow down and enjoy this time with your friends, which I think we did tonight. Uh, Alicia, where can folks find you on the internet?
1: Uh, They can find me at exclusive underscore Alicia, both Instagram and Twitter. And on Facebook, I am under Alicia Arias.
0: Jeremy, we really appreciate you joining us. Um, Mm -hmm. It was definitely a very real time. Uh, I think you're actually really good at podcasts uh so uh so hopefully we'll get to have you on again uh, is there anything that you want to say as you're going out of the show
2: no i mean I, I think i just said it thank you guys very much for having me up and uh in your room here uh, it's, it's actually good I, I wish we could um see the videos of y'all when you do this it's uh it's more entertaining i want to see the faces and what you're wearing you guys you guys could show us some of that but thanks for having me it was it was fun yeah, we're we'll definitely uh, maybe moving towards uh, the visual podcast here soon. Uh, and then, yeah, let's let's do a Seek and Strike TikTok challenge. Okay. Or, or we could do a Seek and Strike videotaping of all the supporters doing like a quick thank you to the players, thank you to the team. like Let's get something interactive for those of us that are starving for something more. Okay. Lead us, lead us into the fray.
0: challenge accepted we'll work on it this week and figure it out Uh, listeners you can find me at by Chris Walker on Twitter as well as on Instagram I just uh, edited my Instagram a little bit so I will start to post some of the uh, things that mean a little bit more to me Um, so definitely check it out there Uh, you've been listening to we are Seek and Strike Podcast season 2 episode 8 and we will see you next week thank you and good night you've been listening to we are seek and strike podcast brought to you by beautiful game network find more usl related podcasts at bgn.fm to never miss an episode consider subscribing wherever you get your podcast if you're listening on apple Podcasts, please rate and review the episode you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter at seek and strike collective Lastly, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.